Welcome to the very latest edition of the Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow if you haven't done so already on Twitter. We are at Premier View Pod. On Facebook, our page is the Premier View Podcast and on Instagram, where we are Premier View Podcast. We have up-to-the-minute news on all things Tip GAA across all our socials, plus the odd giveaway so don't miss out. If you're a Spotify listener, don't forget to hit follow and also hit the bell so that you never miss a podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the Premier Room Podcast. This is our big end of year review show. I'm joined by Stephen and Sean, the two stalwarts. So welcome aboard, lads. We'll do the club and we'll do the county. Uh, the county was unfortunately a case of the the same again with Limerick. Well, the club we've new champions with Kildangan continues the um continues the the variation in, in Tipperary hurling. A couple of communicado officials so a couple of plugs to put in as is the Christmas season so a lot of clubs are fundraising and all that so there's a couple of very worthwhile causes so in again the home of Hurling Clonmel on the 27th of January in the local bar there is a right night uh, in store for the Dylan Cork Foundation um, loads there Andy Daly and a few of his podcast lads Liam Sheedy John Lahey Declan Ryan Bubbles O'Dwyer Paul Collins uh Great night in store. Tickets are ten euro, and that includes an entry and raffle. So you get those, I think, from the local bar, or there's a few that's going around selling them as well. So that's and we'll tweet that out on the socials as well. So that's the Dylan in aid of the Dylan Corporation. That's a twenty twenty four hurling preview. It'll be the second best one you get after this one, and then there's also a Dwala tractor run. So that's on the Saturday, the sixteenth of December, at the Horse and Hound Pub in Dwala Road in Cashel. Entry fee is twenty quid. So if you have a tractor and you want to doll it up a bit, fire away. And that's in aid of the Dylan Cork Foundation, again, great cause, and Seesaw Mental Health. So that's another uh, great cause. So again, auction and disco on the night as well. So that's another great night, lads. So the county season, Stephen, Limerick again, four in a row. All the talk has now turned to five in a row, but they had their few injuries and stuff. But look, they were as impressive as ever, weren't they? Yeah, they're... They're a, they're a team now that you need to pip them somewhere along the line before the All-Ireland final, you'll be thinking, because they're just they're, they're so well-tuned, they're so well-drilled, and look, they're a bunch of great horrors as well, that you're probably not going to get them in the final. You know, it, it's probably, probably maybe at the end of their cycle you might get them in the final, but I think, at well, at their peak, everyone's successful, successful, uh, sorry, excuse me, Everyone is, you know, prone to an old poor old game, you know, and it's usually on the way to a final. And I think that's where we're going to, hopefully we're going to stop the drive for five next year. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll do it again for the, the GA diehards around the country. <laughs> yeah, so look, Stephen, look, are we in a much worse place, I suppose, this time around? You know, we've ended the season with a, look, it was like a week here after the Galway game with a poor enough defeat to Galway where the performance maybe belied the result the closest of it a late goal and then you know coming back off a real deflating defeat against Waterford in the last round robin kind of group game and you know a, a facile win over Offaly in the in, in between but you know where exactly are tip you know as we as we go look into the new year I suppose yeah um, look you 
it's been a while now since since the Galway game, so you can kind of you can think but differently and reflect on it a little bit better, and you try and take the positives. We have we have absolutely improved on last year, and we've progressed further than the year before than the year before. Um, the 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 the, the flat performance against Watford, you would allow a bit of leeway, a bit of credit to the bank, but then it came again against Galway, and that was upsetting. That was you know. You know, you'd be worried for you'd be worried for Tipperary, but then on the flip, you have to look for you look. There could have been a touch of burner come the end of the season because Tip had to be in a in a in in tip top shape. And they had to be ready for the first round of the Munster Championship, so probably they could have it could have been a case of going hammer and tongs from the get go. You know, when other teams are probably a little further down the road, they can tailor their their training, their regime, their schedule for out throughout the year. Little bit different to Tipperary, you would be worried that of for the lack of fight. You know, I I wouldn't dare say these players went out and didn't try. Uh, same with management, but you know, I, I the example I use is if a little brawl broke out against Galway, I think we get flanked because I don't think we were up for a fight at all. You know, and if you're not up for, I, I'm not saying you have to go brawl in, at inter county level, but if you're not up for playing. On the edge, you know, in an inter county game, all on quarter final, there's something lacking, there's something missing somewhere, and hopefully the management could put their finger on it, what it was, and have us better prepared, mm. hopefully for another all Ireland crack next year. And Sean, you know, they're back at it, you know, like, you know, we see a, a, a Tipperary selection, I suppose, playing against Leash last week or Leash selection. Who are a little bit stronger by all accounts in terms of more established personnel. There's also a development panel 15 or however they're styling it, uh, playing this weekend in, in Feddert. So, you know, they're kind of back at it already. The entire is trolling, doing the look, doing the look for players. Does he have to be, you know, they're changing the format of the league again next year? So it becomes a in 2025, it'll become a little more competitive with a top group and a, a second seven, I think it is. So does that make the league a bit more important for Tipperary? In, as Stephen said, they were maybe at it from, you know, they won the championship this time around. But will there, do you think the league will there'll be a bit more bite at this year? Because last year, look, it was interesting for us because we had a new manager, but it was a series of challenge games by the end of it. I think it much so much as Kevin, to be honest. Um, the league is the league. Like last year, we went out versus Clare. We didn't want to lose six months of games in a row. What, what county does, you know? So we stopped that. The, the aim was the first day in Ennis to win that. Like the league was get through the league, make sure our injuries, try and find a few lads. But like I think last year, especially, we're our eyes were glued at that Clare game. This year may be a bit different, right? With Kind of bred in lads, like we saw a lot of names there. The last weekend in Leash, we see more lads in Kerry this week. You know, there's lads from clubs all over the county, so a lot of them might end up to a lot of Marabush. Like, we'll end up probably with maybe picking three or four out of them, maybe come championship even to make the panel. But the way that you say the format going to fixtures are released there today, like, it's going to be you won't have to grab by the scuff and neck. Like, we could probably name 12 or 13 lads that are probably start come next April. But like to be one or two lads that if you want to earn the spot, they'll have to stand up in the league and make count. And like Cal is looking for these extra players like you can. Like we found us last year and we named the tip team nearly, you'd name the tip 14 or you name all bar position areas, to be honest, that would start last year. This time last year we're kind of talking maybe in January. So it's just to see can we find them extra lads and just 
not tither out last in championship. But I thought the Waterford game deflated us massively there. Like a home game, same as last round. It was a chance to knock out a Limerick team as well. You know, get the win over Waterford and see what Cork can do then. But it tittered out then the Offaly game, pretty flat receipt as, as Offaly hurling is like, you know, but then it's kind of pizza to go to Galway. But this year, I think it's just to stay going, don't like get out of the blocks and kind of don't let something go against you that kind of could knock on further down the line then like it did last year. Yeah, and we interviewed Jake Morris a couple of weeks ago. And you know, you could you could tell by him, you know, the enthusiasm was was definitely there, chomping at the bit to get back at it. And do you think troll is out It'll be more for a tip, even though we are doing the normal troll of players, four players, and we are here and everything from eight to ten new players, as you probably look coming off a couple of big retirements and all that. But even Carl's into second year, do you think it'll be more evolution than revolution? Yeah, I, I I'd agree. I I'd agree. Like we're not going. I don't think we're going to find a whole heap. Um, as we said today, that's probably going to influence the starting fifteen. I think um most of the team is going to pick itself. As Sean says, where they're going to pick is you know will be another debate. I think if you if what we need to find uh, um out of all these lads that are up there now, obviously we would love to find lads that can make the breakthrough straight away. But what we need to find is lads that when they're part of the panel and they're coming on in games or when they're when they're in training, that they're going to make, you know, they're going to catch the eye here. They're not just it's not just going to be, you know, you have a big run of mark marking marking a new lad there that's not really going to offer much competition to them. Like, you know, you want you want these lads chomping at the bit, but you want them good enough to actually make a difference, be it in training or coming off the bench, you know, because as I said, I don't think we're going to find too many starters, you know, but they have to. He has to find a competitive squad that, God forbid, if Ronan Man went down injured, you know, we don't want to be getting considerably weaker because of it. And that's I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to Ronan Man or the, but Ronan Man is a brilliant hurler. We need lads that come off the bench that look they're not going to be as good as Ronan, but we're not going to be too weak either, you know. And um, so I. I I think the blueprint is there from last year. You know, there's some there was some especially the first half of the season, we worked the ball through the through the lines brilliantly and we put it into places there that suited us. But something came a cropper in the second half of the season that it just it just it just wasn't working. I think we were launching ball a little bit 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 more when we were kind of deviating from the game plan. But like I, t- I he he knows he's a year with his with his players now and he's going to be getting in hopefully one or two more of these lads will make an impression on the squad. So I don't think we're going to see a whole heap of a different change of game. I just don't think we're, he's going to manage it a little, I would hope he's going to manage it a little bit better that we get out of Munster this this year that we're actually going to put up a performance in um in in the All Ireland Championship you'd be hoping. Yeah, I suppose it's a kind of a glass half full, isn't it, Sean? Like, you know, we got out of Munster this year. Probably looked the last yeah. day, coloured our experience the whole thing against Waterford. We were gunning for a Munster final. And Stephen said, maybe could have knocked out Limerick as well, or could have, you know. Um, but like how the, the Lean Carl scorecard at the end of the year, would you give him a B, kind of C? Yeah, like, C plus maybe. You know, like, start last year, we were saying, Goals. I'm sure he cares anyway. <laughs> yeah, like don't be like 
make an improvement. Win a monster game, first game in six times. Win it. No, do that. Win that. Get that off back. And go from there. Like, came third there. Um, two draws, like, you know, like, imagine there were two wins, like, you know, there's a big change around, but like, one loss, you kind of take that, and the one loss was the last day against the Waterford team when just kind of a bit flat, you'd say, you know, so prior to that, they were firing hung ho. You have to say it's an, it's an improvement, there's no two ways about it, um, but I think it's an extra, what an improvement that is, come in the top two, you know, probably try and, if you can skewer your monster final spot prior to last game and rest that, and then go out again once the final and win it, and just do what Limerick do, just keep winning. You know, I know mm-hmm. they had some bu- bumps during the year Limerick, but like, what good is Clare beating them there in April when, you know, shit came to the forward end down the line, they couldn't do that. Exactly. And just, I suppose, complete the inter-county review. Tip, tip minor under 21, probably a bit of a damn squib as well. The under 21s were, you know, a bit of criticism, the style of play maybe uh, came up short. The minors coming off a uh, an All Ireland win, then couldn't reproduce. Getting here, I suppose. You will yeah, have those years, or you, you will, you will. And um, look, that's I think uh, I they, they're going to happen, especially with younger lads. And what the inter county minor and twenty ones that we're so used to seeing on TV are going to watch matches. They're actually they're a year younger as well, so inconsistency is going to be a huge part of of their game. You know consistency don't come until you get older or else unless you're a star player but I suppose the disappointing thing for me for the under 20s was the lack of bravery you know when when we were playing Clare it you know they had some good players and you knew they were a good organized well set up team but we were right in the game you know we had them on the rope not on the ropes as such but like we you know we were punching really well at times but in the second half, then we just, you know, we withdrew so far out the field. Like I'm saying it for years, you're not going to win matches with five forwards, let alone only having two forwards up that. And um, I think the lack of bravery and uh, along with the the negative tactics, I think really put a dampener on on the under twenties for, for me. You know, and it's I I I don't I don't enjoy negative hurling, and I don't think Tipperary should ever head down the road of negative hurling. And I'd like to uncoach those players that played negative hurling. Like, you know, I'd, I'd like to coach it out of them, you know, and I'd like to see tip teams be a little bit more braver. Like we see with the the, the, the minors the year before, the bravery they showed in closing down the, the awfully lad that was coming out, the one who went looking for the free and then we got the free and the bravery that the young lad showed by going seven feet into the air to pull on a... On that drop ball to win the All Ireland, like that's bravery. Actually going for it, you know. You can have all the tactics in the world, but if there's no bravery along with it, and that comes from management, um, if there's no bravery along with it, then I think you know you're going to you're going to be stuck in the middle of the pack for a long time, you know. So that that it did put a dampener on for me the the the, the negative tactics for the under twenties. Something I hope yeah. to see rectified in the new year. Yeah, and look, again, we had the usual winter talk now about the structure of the Munster Championship and all that. You'd have to say Cork are coming a bit this year. Waterford, Davy second year now will be more competitive. Limerick will be Limerick and Clare have to shit or get off the pot, don't they? So it's not going to be any easier next year, Sean. No, it's not like... Like Clare do say they are going to come strong in, like... I, like 
it's clear Limerick, you know, in my eyes, and then kind of know the rest of us then behind it. It's like Waterford League or David League, what's what's gonna get out of them lads? Like you see Ballygunner there, club yeah. level, like destroying lads. Like them some of the lads should be a step up and say, lads, cop fuck on. Like, you know, they're leaders with a club, like just be leaders of the county. Unless there's politics involved down there. And Cork comes strong underage, like a lot of them lads they last year were kind of first, second, first, second, first and second season lads. Yeah. Like they're gonna come on in my eyes. Like next year, like our home games next year in Munster crucial, our two home games, like we need to get the wins in them. No two ways about it. Um then you have two away games first, don't you? Yeah, so like yeah. but the thing is not to be going you lose them and going yeah. on a downer, like two big losses. I think you pick a win or draw or something, go in then. I say win or two home games and you're getting through like but problem is morale could be low if you go off and get hammering either two games but I don't think yeah, he will game of inches anyway yeah um, for sure right we this... have to rip off the band-aid now Sean so another for Turles Arsenal's another county final replay defeat <laughs> two against by two. it was a crack you know it was just, again another very very good game but look we've given you a bit of time now to reflect and uh, thoughts again you know it's look I w- talk about the club championship as a whole Kildangan didn't probably go on and get a win in Munster which might validate that championship a bit more in terms of you know the o- when people are trying to get at the overall strength of the Tipperary club championship but we are happy lads aren't we we have a very competitive championship Valley mm-hmm. Gunner are just going to win Munster anyway fact. yeah I, I'd agree like I never I never I never really was able to get on board with this nonsense that because we're not performing in um in the monster champ in the monster club championship that we're not a competitive county. Um I think we are. Bar when Sars were winning three and four in a row, they were desperate to win Munster. I say Sean would agree with that. But the 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 championship we've had the last five, six years where there's been different winners every year. Bar um Bo, uh, Boris Lee's run because of the pure magic by Brendan Maher. Like it's a bonus competition for like I know people say, oh, but it's the most championship, you know. You're, but it is. But your be all and end all at the start of the year for ninety nine percent clubs in Tipperary, no matter what grade you play, is to win that county. And you know you're relying on a little bit of luck as well. Then when you when when um you go up in the monster championship, so on the and on the flip side, then when people talk about um how we're not competitive, that our championship mustn't be competitive and. You know, we're at uh, since two thousand and one. I think we've three monster championship champions. Jimmy Vara twice and Boris Lee. Um, you know, but we've at at county level we've won all Ireland's multiple of them. So we're producing the hurlers. I think the championship this year, championship last few years have shown we have a very competitive championship. And then you go down to Ballygunner and Watford. They are walking all over Watford teams the last ten years. They're one of the favourites for Munster every year, and they're probably the favourites for all Ireland this year. And you're thinking, well, should, if they're doing that well, they must be in a competitive championship. They're not. It's probably one of the poorest in the, from all the Ireland counties. It's probably the poorest championship going. You know, you, you have your win at the start of the year, and all the rest of them are only making up the numbers. So I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not reading too much into their lack of success in, in the Munster championship. Um, because I don't, I don't think it stacks up at all, you know. Absolutely, and look, Sean, I suppose just go, go and discuss that county final. There's a tale of two goals. I think it's Paddy Creed with the early one, Austin, and then the Sean Hayes with the key. Yeah, Sean Hayes with three to go, then yes, yeah, like yeah, three minutes to go, and that's got David. The f- yeah, yeah. yeah. got the great start, but um, 
wasn't to be. Disappointing, like especially after getting the start, you want to get out of the blocks. Had we was a one three or four to point there after about ten minutes. No, it looked I was like decent, but then hanging. I think the hits were five or six mm. in a row, and then so that stage, um, kind of killed our momentum. And then at that point, like the second half, then that Sean Hayes go three or four minutes ago was just a killer blow. Like trying to think back the ball. Like bravery, you talked about that, like to go for it as well, because it wasn't yeah. an easy goal chance. Across the goal, like you know, and then we still got three, and I think we got like three or flat, did we? But and then at the end, when the ball falls to Ronan Mare, it's eight yards out, you think it was going to the fault, and it just didn't stay between the posts, you know, disappointing. But like, is a cracking like year, like club wise, like the first finals on telly, two of them on telly, like, and people like they were the physical strength on show of both teams and the power, like, and that's. Top level club hurling, like I know Kalangan went down with Hilara in the, in the same final, and like Kalangan be kicking themselves over that. Like, that was a crazy game. I not, you couldn't mm. even write that kind of stuff to happen at the end. Um, but like, is would they really think about people going, Our club game is from the last same, but yet, why are the teams are in relegation? Why were they there? Like, you know, like, just is it that everyone's kind of at this one level that's maybe below the best? Um, the way you can look at it, or is it's on the day some teams can outfeed the others, but like this year, some teams make great strides, like um, Ross Gray, Toome, you know, like there's teams there that are enjoyable to watch as well. You may not have got to win it, but you know, they were, they came out and heard all they did, and other teams then kind of fell away by the wayside. Yeah, look, you're not going to have a good year every year, aren't you? Not with the clubs, but I think it is well balanced now. There's always going to be the question mark about the, the divisional link for the next couple of years anyway. So, you know, that's probably the one thing maybe a few would like to maybe remove the link or change change the link, you know, Canelty we or, saw. Yeah, that. the draws, especially the draw if you win your division and come second or in a primary. Is that being is that emotion? Is that there's there's two two motions involved in the division and link that I think are is excellent. One is if you win the division and finish second in the group, yeah, you, yeah. you bypass the preliminary quarter final. And then yeah. the other one, it could be from Upper Church, I can't remember, is if you win your division but come fourth in your group, there's no your passage fortress, out of the yeah. group. And yeah, yeah and I, I do think that's um I think that now that's that's something a small club like ours could really benefit from. But I think that's uh I think that's a fantastic motion because if you come last in your group, I I I don't think you deserve another 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 shot in the count in the county group stages after coming last, even though you won your division. I think it it'll keep it keeps the groups honest, you know, and uh, the situation we had this year there was Canulty finishing bottom of the group and it kind of held up the championship, the the relegation championship by semi-finals by I think it was two full rounds, you know, and I don't think that's good for other clubs either. So there are two emotions I I'd be in favour of, you know, and even though the second one could possibly affect smaller clubs. What was what was your game in the championship last club? Or any team stand out, or any team that winning that stood out there, like you know, that came on the day and fought home. He's on the spot now. The two of our one went to extra time. Yeah, that was yeah. a humdinger of a game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was had everything. It had it it all. Some some say wasn't the best hurling, but geez, the, the last goal minute. was at the end and everything. Was... Last book of the game, yeah. The... Yeah, it had everything. Like there's probably there were probably better standards in other games, but. 
it had the whole stadium off their feet. Like, you know, if, if two teams can generate that kind of atmosphere and interest and people give out about the stadium atmosphere, and I tell you, I was up there that day and it was not long the stadium atmosphere then because of them. It was, it was a brilliant game this year. I think as well, the last couple of minutes of our game, Burgess and Permanent Mead as well, could have went anyway. It was tit for tat. Yeah, was... The sending off and the debates on that and the free, it could have been a free, you know, so. There's, there wasn't many games either that were landslides either. There's a lot of them were a goal could have nicked at the end or a few points here and there. So that kind of made them all exciting. You know, like you went to a lot of games and you kind of couldn't decide a winner till maybe later on a few games. I mean, Dollar were off, but then Dollar's like fucking, it's like Victoria, Victoria, the waterfalls is fucking raining every day of the week up there. So it's hard to play a proper game, isn't it? Yeah, the, again, the Premier Intermediate had a few excellent games as well. The Killing All, Sars game, the semi-final. Mm. Um, I suppose that was a that was a surprise result. Um, yeah, in fairness, like there's that Sars team, they don't, they don't, don't like, there's always only a couple of points either way in the games. Um, you know, in in them, like you know that championship as well for, it's a new one, but there's it's starting to get its own identity, which is great as well. You know, like as as it settles down, which is positive. Look, an Upper Church are a very strong team coming into next year, so it'll be really interesting now to see how they go. You know, when like, they bounce straight back up, isn't it? That's my fear with one up. Yeah, that's the times. fear. Every year when the clubs go down, they're always, oh, they'll go straight back up. But like Laura came off and to meet it and win it, like, you know, so a team that was supposedly. Yeah, they all go down and nearly. team rated like we were four and got up then, like, no. Yeah, they were up then without we played in the first day, bet them, you know, which look at the draw and, you know, we probably made one of the lads didn't play that year, but, you know, it's still. I've got they still had it in their hands and after that and they could do it, but there's no not not giving easy in tip championship when you go down like it's an absolute slog. Like the one thing is you don't want to go down go down again, you know, and down again, like you know, Berlin took a good lot to come back up and to come back up flying now, but that's a big rebuild they have to do and to fair to them, they're flying back up now, like. Yeah, and Stephen, I suppose just intermediate, the potential of the South, Cap White had a good year, great year, you know, but the potential of the out maybe not being fulfilled. Ballangarry maybe might be a bit disappointed with their year. Kilsheen, I think, are definitely disappointed, you know, another semi-final defeat. Davins, I think, had three points after two games and had a bit of a mayor against Kickham, was it? So, <laughs> yeah. we won't we won't go back over all ground, but, you know, there's a few Skaheen cutting matches the heroics of 2022. So, there's a, there's a bit of work there to be done for the South teams, isn't there? There's few, oh, there is. Again, there's a few... Um, there's a bit of, bit of work there to do for every look. Skaheen, the, the previous year, were coming off the back of a, a, of a long monster uh, campaign. So you, you expect the bounce off teams coming up. Like, you know, um, uh, Kilsheen would just be not but heartache for him to, to go out the way they went out. You know, they were red hot favourites. Look, they had a tough group that probably drew, drew, drew a lot of energy out of them. They're a senior football club as well, you know. I probably associate more with, as a football club than a hurling club. So when you put so much effort into the football, it's going to take a toll on a hurling. And look, Ballangarry, Ballangarry are strange because you know they're 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 a big club for a long, long time. You know, and and in, especially at senior level, when in the south, when you never expected anything of them, that's when they did something. You know, and for them to come down into intermediate and knock it out of the knock it out of the group stages two years in a row. You know, it's that's a tough ask. Like you know, it just shows the competitiveness of the grade. Look ourselves, I suppose it's an improvement on the relegation semi final we were in. We 
we we felt you know we could have done a little bit better in the in the south final and the last day against Naka Village just look we won't mention anymore only for it being horrendous and hopefully that's something that we can fix going forward next year and you know you I think um it's be it's good for the Tipperary Championship that the South gets competitive again because and it's not just saying oh we need no we need all divisions competitive you know the West needs more more teams uh, that are competitive all of them you know we can't be alone just the north and and mid to carry the can we need all four divisions healthy yeah, I'm worried and about competing it's the bit lads about Cashel and healthy maybe there doesn't seem to be a whole pile like the competitive championships but again the the quality doesn't seem to be there some some of them seem to be struggling for numbers I think that could be we talk about maybe like clubs having to kind of join up with things of various age but I think we might see that in West Tit the way it's so rural that you might have to see that kind of clubs to remain strong so something to watch over the next five years or so they might come again yeah you'd be a little bit worried for them alright but look I suppose it's hard for me to be too worried for them when, all, when our own worry is in the south like so you know, we've uh, we've to hope we can fix ours first before the others fix theirs. But no, it's it's needed. Like you know, a good strong West Championship is needed as well. Clonulty, I think, will always be Clonulty. They'll always be. I know they had a tough time this year in the relegation, but they're always going to be there. They're always going to put it up to any team that they're playing against. Cashel yeah. really do have to make a breakthrough. They really do. They have the numbers, the resources, everything. You know, if they don't make the breakthrough, there's something psychologically wrong rather than any other aspect of, of things and, yeah, yeah, like with Cashley I think the Premier League will be stronger again next year a lot of teams down the end had a lot of young players and they're getting better like so it's not going like Burns is going to be strong again like we, our first third is be strong can all bounce back again like the win is going to take more like this year Cashley got the chance to win like nearly over the line but again is what hasten to get back there again next yeah, year. Yeah, it's true. No. It's very, very competitive. And there won't be enough. There won't be a lot in it between a quarter final and a relegation semi final for a lot of a lot of clubs. Don Loglads is in the media again. Um, I think he's right again with Diego. Maybe like he's um, I think three of Cork's games now are on Diego next year. So Tip had this their first two games. Of 2023 we're on it so now it's Cork's turn to be the cash cow for Diego get the annual subscriptions oh. in I don't know what you think of this lads it's I know I was a bit un- underwhelmed with Diego this year um, yeah this year now I thought the first thing is all this week just just comparing it to Clubber for example I thought Clubber worked perfectly Diego didn't I know um but I think a lot of the scheduling of games next year, the calendar is so condensed and they're trying to show football to the audience. They're only like finishing the final draw fixed the weekend of the two months. Yeah, that's in the contract. Like, four or five slots in RT, like, they've no other way of showing it. They've shown their stuff. Like, it's the problem with the calendar, like, over the years there, before this new calendar, like, horribly one week football, the other. there'd be only four or five games on some weekend, you know, and that was like, now we could have 10 games on, 12 games on. Two games that won't even be on telly extra, I said. Yeah, and it all, I suppose, builds like send on. You could say, look, the football gets going at the Super 8s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but the hurling, the real 
prime time is early on the year so that that maybe should be prioritized by RT or by the terrestrial channel so it's not Would happening. there be an opening for someone there that's just about a Friday evening game under lights or you wouldn't need other lights in summer on RT would people attendances go to a Friday evening game say tip in Limerick and Limerick or would it just have work with people working and players and stuff I think from a television spectacle it's great I think Steve's going to say you know from a player amateur players you have to factor in that now like you know it changes the whole dynamic you're on about a half day and a Friday and all as well or probably a day off about it but from a punter's perspective from a watcher's perspective it would be ideal yeah I'd agree with that I think TV only would be it'd be ideal for because from a, a supporter's point of view, you're probably finishing work early. And if you're not finishing early, you're, you're literally home on the road and you're probably only up there for throwing. Um, you know, you're putting an awful lot of pressure on on people to to uh, to get to the attendance. And then basically, if it's on a Friday night and it's on TV, you're probably not going to go then. You know, it'll affect attendances. But just on, on the GAA going, I think, I think, I don't know, Sean, was it you that had it broke down to... To all the games that are on it and the money that it costs is a sixty-one cent a game or something like that. Or did I read that's one year? Well, the one thirty, I think it was a game. What one one thirty a game? When you break one, it down like that, it. yeah, yeah, like it, it, it looks excellent value when you when you break it down like that. But the I think the biggest problem is so many people had difficulty with it, you know, trying to get tuned in, you know, and the the proper picture and things like that, and I think. That's part of the, that's part of the problem. You know, it's not like the the job that Clubber is doing, Barrett and Tala, it's it's fantastic. Like you know what I mean. And G the G A go then are not holding a candle to him, and you're comparing. You like you're watching a match on RT and then you go watch a match on G A go and it's chalk and cheese because the coverage. If they want to start charging for taking it away from terrestrial TV and start charging for Tipperary and Cork down in Parky Cueva or whatever, you know, coverage has to be spot on. It has to be t- uh, top class. Like you know, you can't you can't be second rate coverage if you're going paying for it. Like I think one thing that was solved at all is if they could possibly just get it onto Skybox or Virgin Box. Like you have racing TV, you have Premier Sports, there's channels there that people really know exist. There's other the box. boxes, I'd say. <laughs> You know, have it on whatever channel, but like if it's available on, you could pay like maybe years ago, you could ring up, say racing TV or UK racing, pay your seventy euro for the year, give them a Sky account as on their TV. At least that's you know, they wasn't hired ten, fifteen years ago. They'd probably be easier even doing now, like but if you could even get a channel, it would make some difference. But like then the cost of broadcasting the single stuff, but yeah, have money less. Like you just see by the amount of money that's been spent there, reports out the last few days of. The management cost of coming through, aren't they? Absolutely outrageous. But sure, nothing for nothing nowadays. Like, allowed to give your open out 200 quid, like, you know, for half, like, you know, yeah. it's the cost of stuff now. No one do that anymore for nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, look, at least there's a little bit of transparency begin to creep in there, talking about the, you know, the management fees and the coach backroom fees coming through on the annual accounts. Look, they're big animals these days. The, the inter-county teams, so yeah, I suppose, look at the counties nearly, they are fundraising nearly year-round year now at this stage, you know, auctioning the houses and the all that sort of stuff, so, you know, it is a big enterprise. I don't know what happened to that t- thing that Tip were doing, but um, 
the the special group they set up for fundraising or whatever. I see they had a Santa Dash there last week, so hope it was more than that. But um, yeah, we we might be a little bit behind there. Yeah, when you go through the Galway report there, you know, and and the fundraising they're doing, and you know, it, it like I I I wouldn't be privy to 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 anything that's going on in Tipperary, like, but you'll be wondering, like, are we behind the times there? Are we a little bit slow to come to get into the modern times? You know, you you see counties raffling off houses and things like that. Like, Jesus Christ, you know, surely to something we could be looking at in Tipperary, like you know, and. Look, um, we do have the county draw, so maybe we're a bit forward on that, like you're the, the club draw. So I think but, yeah. it's just people are kind of a bit disconnected at the moment from it because they're not winning. Like if you're winning, I think lads make some difference as well. Like lads are probably saying, Ah yeah, we're not right here last year. We'll do it again if we give another performance this year, yes. But like there three or four years ago we we're we we're poor, like and people know morale. I think that's what if you go to lad, buy a ticket for euro, that's sick off, like you know. That's what I think a lot was. Christmas book recommendations, lads, before we wrap up. Don't have to be sport because we all know there's some shite GA books on the market every year with lads who just making a quick buck buck off them if you can make a buck off of a book these days. We did one with um Humphrey Kelleher who would be the the opposite. It's a brilliant book or whatever for the GA fan with the hundred and one places to play. So Humphrey's a he's a sound lad. He was on he was he was on there chatting as well, so a great few stories in some of the county grounds. But that and catch your eyes, lads, for on the Christmas market. There's a book there. It's not even about hurling, but it's about pints. It's called a beautiful pint. Um, if you ever follow a lad on Instagram, they are Chitlin Guinness, and he's a beautiful pint page. His yeah. name is E Ryan, and his little book there. It's an easy read. Like, it's just about Guinness in general, and a few stories. But you know, it's a uh, Nice little kind of a stock of filler for someone that might like an old pint, you'd say. Right, you'll go for the Into Tin Air by John Cracker, which is a, a light read about a 1996 Everest disaster climbing. But for anyone that's into their sports, there's a good, the extreme sport I mentioned in it is good as well. As well as all the all the usuals, the Andre Agassi, the, the Paul McGrath bios are, are solid reads, solid stock and fillers as well. Stephen, any atten for atten from you? What's on your Christmas wish list? Uh, I, I was considering we're talking about uh, talking on a hurling forum. I might get the trouble here, but there's an old Brazilian called Roberto that uh, whose book I I I'm interested in reading there when it comes out, or if it's not out already, you'll know him. <laughs> I want young Fermino, so I don't know. Should I be saying that on a hurling podcast? A few of the older fellas will be giving out about me now that I'm talking about a soccer book. <laughs> you're not a but you're, that's, that's, you're, that's, you're, that's, you're not a blue blood at all. But uh, no, dog, that's just does Liam Sheedy have? He doesn't have a book out, does he? Probably. I did see something recently about him, but I'm not sure what it was. No, I know he's always into psychology. If it was a worse than all, it'd be good. Like you know, kind of a. I maybe I'm thinking he does the. He does the kind of article in the paper like gives a good indi- indication, but yeah, that might, that might be one of the more interesting ones if it was done. Um, I, I know Pat Spillane has one out on that, but Liam, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd love it. You'd love a GEA player to come out with a warts and all book, um, American style where they're not afraid to to talk up their own selves. You know, the LGA books now are getting a bit boring where it's, ah, it's a team. And I, I wasn't great when I was growing up and I was lucky to make the county, you know, 
I want someone yeah. to come out and say, hey, I was the top dog there. <laughs> I led the show. I was the top scorer in the championship. You want someone to actually talk about their own their own their own feats and everything they did, their own achievements with a bit of bravado as well. Exactly. Like, you know, I'd love tell to read a GA book like that. Tell you, you know, tell tell us something we don't know, I suppose, is, is half yeah, yeah. give us a real insight into what it's like. Exactly. But look, yeah, even the books themselves are getting a bit sanitized a bit, so it's hard to it's hard to get there's loads of GA ones that so you know there's all you know like 50 GA objects and all that kind of stuff and you know they're they're there but they're almost all morphing into one at this stage so anyone wants to send us a book for review lads get on it right we leave it there man that's a good year year review a bit of a preview as well so Merry Christmas to all our listeners I suppose we better say Merry Christmas everyone Time for a few hot, hot, hotties, by <laughs> exactly. If you tis that time of year, the Premier View Podcast Social will be, will be coming, coming on strong, right? Well done. Well done.